Hello, thank you for joining my podcast. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Let's play ball and win. This podcast today, I have three black males on this call, and we're going to talk about something genuine, a discussion, and with some genuine males. The discussion is about education. Did you know 88% of Blacks have high school diplomas and 26 of them have bachelor's degrees? This information was taken from the census of um, 2020. And in 1947, 7% of Blacks had a high school diploma compared to 24% nationwide. The same time in 1940, 5% of all adults and 1% of Blacks had completed four years of college. If we go forward to 2019, 39% national is the national average of people with a college degree. 26% of Blacks ages 25 and older have attained a bachelor's degree. So the average is, is, is doing extremely well. We have upgraded with many more students going to school, many more Blacks going to school. The average enrollment for young adults increased from 26% to 41%. At the same time, the proportion of black young adults in college more than doubled, raising from 15% to 38%. This information was taken from the census.gov 2020, is June 10th, 2020 report. My question to my guests today, tell me, uh, introduce yourselves, tell me your name, your age, and explain your educational journey. I would like, um, Raekwon, if you wouldn't mind starting. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, my name is Raekwon Peterson, and I'm 24. My educate, well, my college career started after 2015 when I graduated high school, and I went off to community college for my major. My major originally was to be a paramedic, but then it takes two years. So I realized that wasn't really the pathway for me, so I decided to go general studies. And in the time of me being at CCBC, I wasn't too sure what career path I wanted, and I couldn't seem to find my niche. So let's fast forward about five years after that. I graduated, I got my AA degree, and then I transferred over to Morgan State University, where my major is now social work. And I can say this is like probably one of my best decisions that I've made. I'm enjoying the program. I'm enjoying all of my professors. And as my first semester comes to an end, I have to say, I am really astounded with the work that has been put in. And I can see progress being made. Thank you, Raekwon. Nick? Um, hello, everybody. My name's Nick. I'm 25 years old. And um. My journey started, you no, know, I graduated from high school in 2014, and then I went to, uh, to CCBC, and I was also trying to figure out, like, myself and my niche going into my career of choice, 
and I thought it would be good for me to go into business at first. But um, I guess after I had to take the accounting class, I realized that I guess a business degree isn't really where I should be. That's when I um, switched over to general studies, graduated, went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, where I am a media and communications, media and communications major. And yeah, I feel like that is the right decision for me because I, I always had like a, uh, a feel for like content creation, editing, videos and audio. And I feel like that's where I want to go in the future an executive producer for like a show or movie so yeah that's my journey thank you roger hello my name is roger lyons um i guess i'm the the veteran of the crew i actually um um, i'm 50 years old i actually my journey started off um i went to many um different i moved around a lot so i went to many um different um elementary middle schools and um high schools, but I graduated from Baltimore City College in 1989. Um, from there, I went to Johnson C. Smith University um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, because um, I wanted to go to HBCU, because um, I've been to so many different schools. At that point in my life, I said I want to go to a black school. And so I decided to go to the HBCU with Johnson C. Smith. Um, unfortunately, after two and a half years, uh, well, let me, take, let me rewind it. I was majored in um, engineering when I first started off. So I was like, great, why did I start off as an engineer? Um, because I knew that's what um, made money. And um, I was good at math and science. And when I was at City College, I took uh, pre-calc two and I thought I was doing something. But when I went to college, um, being an engineer, they started me off in calculus one. So for the first time, I got something lower than a B. I actually got a D, it was really bad, and I couldn't understand it, so because I didn't have a mentor, um, I ended up changing my major, trying to, um, because it was real difficult, so I changed major to computer science, um, and then what happens is I was a computer science major, Johnson Smith, um, unfortunately my finances was not the way it should have been, so I had to leave out of state, um, Johnson Smith, where I pledged and everything, had to go to, and I actually made it, that was a good decision, so Raekwon, where Raekwon was, I went to Morgan State University, um, so I transferred to Morgan, um, because I transferred, um, what it did was I had to stay, I ended up graduating with 180 um, credits, because I switched to uh, information science as well, and all I needed was 120 credits, but I did graduate with a BA, I, after I went for computer science, at Morgan, I tried information systems, and I ended up coming out with a marketing degree. <laughs> so I, I did a lot. That's why I had so many credits. I ended up graduating with a marketing degree. And in 1994, I graduated from State University. And the interesting thing is I got my business degree in marketing. Um, I started off in the corporate world and doing marketing. But now I am a teacher in Baltimore City Public Schools. Um, try to help the other children with their journey. That's what I, That's my story. Thank you, Roger. Now, as you can see, you guys, all three of you have journeyed into education um, a little slightly different, but you've done it. And we have one that's already established in his career. We have one that is just going into um, 
the journey of going and get his bachelor's. And then we have one that's getting ready to finish his bachelor's degree. And from the from what we've seen in the census.gov um, article for 2020, we noticed that blacks are actually graduating at record numbers, which is a good thing. However, black men have the highest unemployment rates of any race, gender, and group, and the lowest labor force participation and employment rates among men. And black women work more than white and Latino women and black males participate, participation and unemployment rates are just a bit higher than those of black women. While white and Latino men work more than women in each group. That came from bookings.edu March 1, 2021. Harry Holzer summarized it and he said, while lower employment and earnings among black men than other groups, proximate causes, lower education, skills and work experience, Ultimate causes, he says, discrimination and social spatial isolation. Mediating factors, lower marriage, child custody rates, and worse health. Reinforcing long-run factors, crime, incarceration, and child support. With those topics in mind, What do you think needs to happen to see changes in the wealth gap amongst our black male community? We're we're graduating more of us, more of you, but yet we still have a wealth gap in employment salaries and being employed. What do you three think that we need to do as a black community to help our black males decrease that wealth gap. Roger? I, in, I was trying to start. Um, I think the biggest thing, what I think what we lack, even going to college, we don't really get um, financial literacy. Um, and so we don't get those type of skills. And what I suggest, what I always think is, once you get some financial literacy skills, what happens is even when you, whatever major you get in, um, I, I believe as a black man, a uh, black, black young man going through, I feel that we should be looking more of uh, owning, uh, owning, like owning a business, figure out how we can own, like doing media, how can I own that station, how can I, um, so I think the biggest thing is we got to create, uh, we have to be more of the creator of the jobs, I believe the more of us uh, create the jobs, then we'll be able to hire more. You know, we'll be available to hire other um, young men coming out of school. But we got to get in that position. So I believe just encourage um, ones to really think um, ownership and being able to bring some bring some um, people with them as well. Nico Ray, to piggyback off of what Roger said, I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing. We need to be able to make our own jobs so we can employ our own people. And we can make sure that we fill that gap of financial, uh, I guess it's like kind of a burden to us, but that way we can all be equal and all get the same opportunities. 
financial literacy is a big thing. The more you understand it, the more you can grow and the more you can get your money to work for you. Nick? And I guess I'll close because, um, yes, financial literacy is very important. We also need to understand um, ways to kind of like finesse the stock market and make it work for us, you know, investments in different um, businesses and stuff like that. Uh, understanding cryptocurrency because it's like the big thing and that can possibly blow up any second. Um, what else is there? We also need to understand ownership. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned earlier, but ownership and real estate and all that because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, owning property does make a lot of money and we can go ahead and get our people to understand that then uh, that can also be a way that we can close the gap and use it to our advantage because let's understand like everybody else, they own they own like the big buildings. I'm not, I'm not just talking about houses or anything. I'm talking about like the buildings, like uh, whoever owns the the building that that um that the bank probably rents out. Like those people that are kind of like on top. Uh, if we can find a way to like you know reach that space, then overall people can like uh, close the, the gap and also supporting each other as well. Like just because like a, a lot of times people try to run away from a black-owned business. But we need to go ahead and do better and um, pushing for them so they can build up and reach those numbers. And then, yeah, it, it's a lot of stuff, but I feel like those are some of the main points that can probably help out in bridging the gap. And I like what both of the Ray Vlad and Nick said, because the biggest thing I'm saying, seeing too, even though you talked about more black males are going to, going to college, but the issue is, I believe that we have people. Uh, teaching us in those colleges to um, to get jobs, and they not. And so what happens is they teach us get these jobs, but what's going really happening is, like I said, they they filling us up in that way. So like we're saying, those opportunities of financial literacy, um, ownership, and things like that, it's not really given to us, you know, or even uh, presented to us. And so what happens is when they get in that work world, like you said, they're not getting hired discrimination or whatever um, powers to be but that's where the gap comes in because I really believe they don't mind us going to college which is a good thing but it's not setting us up to own um, businesses thank you the center of American progress states that the data indicate that the higher education system is shortchanging black students most dramatically these students experience the longest longest time to completion, borrow significantly more than other students, and receive the lowest pay after graduation. Ignoring these points has allowed for an exaggeratory expert, I can't even say the word, exorbitory of the racial wealth gap and prevents higher education from serving as an engine of mobility for people of color. With that stated, I want to first thank you guys for coming on. I know that this is a topic that we really need to spend more time in our Black communities because if we don't do something to to minimize the wealth gap, we're going to be in trouble in the next century. We're already in trouble now, but we're really going to have a we're going to have a we're going to have a problem. COVID 
shined the light on every community. It gave us the opportunity to come out of COVID on an equal footing because every ethnic group, every social economic status, every, I mean, every educational background, everyone was impacted negative with COVID. However, the difference is that it really showed the inequities in our black communities. And right now we have the opportunity to to change the course in which our communities are going. And I believe it starts with our head of our households. It starts with our black males. And yes, we're more educated, but we have to get the mentality out of our mind that it's okay just to go work for somebody else. Yes, you might need to go work for somebody else to learn a skill, to hone in your skill and your knowledge that you need to branch out and do your own thing. Because wealth gap will close if we own more. And the only way we gonna, the only way we're gonna get there is if, just like you guys said, that if we support one another, help lift one another up, and we need to have mentors to reach back and pull the next group up. I want to thank you for joining my podcast, Confronting Goliath, because this is a Goliath in our, in our culture, in our black community. Yes, we are educating more of our men, but we need not only for them to be well-educated, We need you to be on equal footings with your peers and making money. And we must lessen that gap in this century, not next century. We need to do it in this century. So I thank you, Roger, Nick, and Raekwon for coming on. And I'm hoping that maybe the three of you may be the start of a a, a spark, a synergy that may go on in, within our black male community. And maybe you might be the next Bill Gates. It doesn't matter how how mature you are when you start. It just matters how you end. So thank you. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Let's play ball and win. Thank you for joining. And I'll see you the next time. Don't forget to tune in. Thank you. Thank you.